Hello and get ready. Prepare your heart as we dive into the Word of God. Pastor Steve Castle of Beloved Church in Lena, Illinois is about to lead you into a life-changing encounter with grace and truth. Jesus Christ has a divine, perfectly orchestrated destiny for those who are willing to be adventurous enough to receive His favor and blessing into their life. Our prayer is that you will allow the presence of the comforting Spirit of God to radically display the Father's love for you. You are part of God's beloved family, and that means you are greatly loved. Now over to Pastor Steve. All right. This is good. This is good. How many people that are here right now have experienced a physical healing by God at some point in their journey? Look at this, you guys. I, can I take a picture of this? This is fabulous. Do you, do you all mind? I'm just going to take a picture of all those hand raised. Look at it. This is outrageously awesome. Okay. So, on video, you guys, uh, like, what, 80% of the room? 75% of the room raise their hands that they've had a physical healing manifest in their bodies because of the blood of Jesus. Whoa, isn't that awesome? How many people in the room today need a healing in their body? Awesome. Okay. Right? Good. You know, it's, it's kind of... It, it's not kind of amazing. It is absolutely amazing how God works to and through us all on a moment-by-moment basis. It's all a matter of our heart. Right? Every bit of this journey is about our heart. Our heart being in the right place. Our heart being in the right place towards others. And our heart beat in the right place toward Jesus. One. Sune is the Greek word. One with him. That knowing him in an intimate way. So in, in my journey, much of my healing at the beginning was all the stuff that's caused by humanoids. How many have ever been offended? Right? We all have been. We've all had people kick us to the curb in one way, shape, or form or another. And it stays there. Unless you give it to Jesus. And then he'll get rid of it. Not kind of, 100%. And what the world wants you to do, what psychologists, psychiatrists, counselors, that whole genre wants you to do is exactly the opposite of what Jesus told us to do. Scripturally, right? Just, time heals all wounds. Y'all, time's never healed anything. You might forget about it like in the front of your mind, but it's still there. Right? So, we're, we're told to just give it to the Lord, and He'll take it. And He will. And he will heal those wounds so that when you even start to think about that person that hurt you deeply, smashed your life, or just kicked you in the shin, whatever it was, your heart is correctly postured on them then. 
So I know the Lord's going to perform healing miracles here today in our bodies. But, but where he really led me was the healing of our hearts against wounding, against offense. The healing of the things that really cause deep, bitter feelings toward other people. And in a lot of cases, people we love. Because we can love them and still be kind of sort of offended at something they did at one point or whatever, right? So we've got to walk in that same love that Jesus showed us. Proverbs 9.18, please. Oh, I love to hear those pages turning. That is so good. But he knoweth not that the dead are, and they are her guests in the depths of hell. Uh, Proverbs 19, 19, and I said 9. Please, 19, 8. That's good. Because I'm sure glad we're not going there right now. (laughs) He that getteth wisdom... He that getteth wisdom. Where do we get our wisdom? From our Father, right? We get our wisdom from the Word, and we get wisdom directly via the Holy Spirit from the Father's heart. Loveth his own soul. Pastor Steve has done soul success in a series that's been fantastic. Here's another chance to go to YouTube if you haven't caught it. Right? This soul thing, this heart thing, this past life thing, this who we used to be thing, this renewal of our mind in all things is so important. He that getteth wisdom, love his own soul. He that keepeth understanding, keepeth. So once you get that, can you keep it? Or is the enemy dinging away at you, trying to get you to go back to that offended state or that little twist, that little hurt, right? He that keepeth understanding shall find good. Well, I don't know about y'all, but I want to find good. And a little sidebar, once you all laughed that hard, now I know when it's a little mansy-pansy, hallelujah, amen, whatever, that's going to be unacceptable. Because I know how loud you can get. <laughs> that's good. Okay, so I I really hope to to bring some wisdom to this and some practical application because without application in our lives, all we've got is information, right? We can't get anything done with just information. We've got to apply it to ourselves. Okay, that was really pretty good. Amen. Thank you. 2 Corinthians 5.17, please. We are going to bounce through some scriptures. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, are we in Christ? Yes. Yep, we're in him. He's in us fully. Not kind of, sort of. Okay. He is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things. All means. All. Yes. Become new. And all. 
all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. We're a new creature in Christ Jesus. Right? Yes. And hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. So it's kind of crazy because what do we walk in at Beloved as a family? Are we not blessed and highly favored? Do we not walk in the prosperity of our Lord Jesus Christ and all things that have everything prosperous in our lives? Well, so reconciliation. We're reconciled in Him. So the Greek for that means exchange, adjusted, restoration, favor, favor. It's just another place where the Lord's telling us we walk in his favor when we're reconciled in Christ. So if we exchange, what have we exchanged? In our hearts. His love for us. And that gets rid of all that nonsense from the world. Right? Okay. Uh, 1 Corinthians 2, 9. Please. And I'll double-check this just to make sure I'm on the right scripture. Indeed, I am. Can you flip that over to passion, please? This is why the scriptures say things never discovered or heard of before, things beyond our ability to imagine, things... These are the many things God has in store for his lovers. But now God unveils these profound realities to us by the Spirit. Because we're one with the Holy Spirit, right? Okay. Yes, he has revealed to us his innermost heart and deepest mysteries through the Holy Spirit. Who constantly explores all things. After all, who can really see into a person's heart and know his hidden impulses? And, you know, it's not about impulses being negative. We always want to, or at least in where I was, oh, that's a dark little spot there. Hmm? Can you say Satan? No, that's not it. What if it's, what if it's an impulse because you're still hurt? You're still wounded there. It's a, little, it's a little nick somebody took out of you. The Holy Spirit wants to touch all that. Jesus wants to take all of that for you. Impulses, his hidden impulses, except for that person's spirit, So it is with God. His thoughts and his secrets are fully understood by his spirit. 
the Spirit of God. So, we give those to God. Yeah? That's how we can get rid of Because He knows they're there. You know they're there. He'll point them out to you. He'll highlight it. It's not a negative thing. There's no guilt and condemnation in any of this. It's all about just making you who God intended you to be. Perfectly healed. In all aspects of your life. Because of the blood of Jesus. He longs. For you to be happy and healthy and to advance the kingdom of light into the kingdom of darkness and rule and reign on this planet. And it can't be done effectively if you're wounded. Can it be done? Yeah, but you're kind of gimping through the process. Why? Because you can't just like give it to him. Just give it to him. He'll take it every time, not some of the time. For we did not receive the spirit of this world system. Because we're set apart, right? right. We, we, we serve a different God. We don't take a knee to the world system. We take a knee to Yeshua, our King, our Lord. Of... Why do we say Lord of Lords and King of Kings? Amen. We're kings. We're priests. We're lords. He's our Lord. Okay. Sidebar. So that we might experience, come to the under, so that we might come to understand and experience all that grace has lavished on us. That's why we give it all to Him that way. Because He wants to lavish on us His love. He wants to lavish His love on us. 1 Peter 5, 7, please. If you're turning a Bible, turn it really loud. Just slap it, because that's... (laughs) Just blesses my heart. Pour out all your worries and stress upon Him and leave them there. Why? Because He tenderly cares for you. He cares for you. He loves you so much. He wants to take it all. Be well balanced and always alert because your enemy... Your enemy, the devil, roams around constantly like a roaring lion looking for its prey to devour. So, what does that look like? It's not like you're going to be consumed, but it's that, right? Can we go back a couple weeks? It's, yeah, no, I am worthy. I am a king and a priest. I do walk in righteousness. I am a holy one. I am a son of God. You have no business by me. Get away from me. Stop it. How dare you say that... You can make that rise up in my spirit. You can't do that, right? So we're killing all of that through the renewal of our minds. Take a decisive stand against him. And resist every attack with strong, vigorous faith. Because you already want them. We're not... Literally, you're just deflecting them, but really, truly, he's already under your feet. 
in every aspect. You just have to own it. No differently than your healing. It's right there. You have to fully step into it and accept it and get the heck out of the way because your brain's going to mess you up every time. Just step into it. It's yours. Jesus already did it for you. Yeah. Take a decisive... I love this verbiage because it's so expressive. Take a decisive stand against him and resist every attack with strong, vigorous faith. For you know that your believing brothers and sisters around the world are experiencing the exact same troubles as you are. I, I believe it was last week I shared a little bit that when I minister to people around the globe right now, I hear the same story. It's the same nonsense. And it's not COVID. But it's the same spirits attacking people in exactly the same way. Constantly. The story is always the same, though. Guess what? You're in my feet already. It's done. You're done. So it really doesn't matter. So see, we can be together as the body here and go, oh my gosh, you, if you only knew. No, really, it does, doesn't matter because you're not alone in that. I know, right? Because he'll take it all, every lick of it. And then, after your brief suffering, are we going to let it, are we going to suffer for a minute? 30 seconds? 10 seconds? You're going to spin circles for 40 years? We got premise for all of it, right? Biblically, we've got premise for all of it. How long do you want it to be? Till you finally let go of yourself and grab a hold of him fully. Huh. After your brief suffering, the God of all loving grace, who has called you to share in his eternal glory in Christ, will personally and powerfully restore you and make you stronger than ever. Yes, he will set you firmly in place and build you up. And he has all the power needed to do it forever. Amen. But will we let him? It really, you know, it it doesn't amaze me because I was no different, but as I minister to people, sometimes it's like, gosh, you know, I feel like I'm trying to talk you into the fact that this is truth. Because again, don't argue with me, argue with him. He wrote it. I, right? Yeah. So if God said it, can you accept it's really the bottom line? Because it's truth. Nehemiah 8.10, please. I know. Uh-oh. Okay. Then he said unto them, Go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. 
the people that would be hungry, right? He was telling them to be generous. Take care of the people that don't have any food. Okay. For this day is holy unto the Lord. Neither be sorry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Boom. Joy. Right? Anybody see the setups throughout the day between worship and what the Lord gave me to share and what Pastor Jess shared and what the Lord gave me to share and right? You see the threads, right? So what does that mean in my world from a kingdom perspective? That shows me that's the Father's heart that we need to grab as a body or an individual needs to grab. We stand on the joy of the Lord. Why? Because we don't have a care in the world. Finances aren't an issue. Health's not an issue. He's got it all. All we got to do is give it to him. Get out of the way and give it to him. The healing that I've seen happen by joy, my favorite testimony, and who just the Holy Spirit gave me is my brother Fieldingo Harvest and, and Carla's lovely wife. And they had an eight-year-old boy. They have one son. They weren't supposed to have children. And the Lord blessed them with a son. And they were at a neighbor's house, and the kids were playing with the colt, a brand new colt. And if I remember right, they were like eight years old. And the mom, the mayor, kicked Fielding Jr. in the back of the head and like took his whole scalp out. And, and Fielding got the call because this is before cell phones. Anybody remember pre-cell phone? You had to like call a landline? Okay. So Fielding got the call, jumped in his car, ran across, met them out in the pasture where the kid's unconscious, bleeding all over and his scalp's open. And the helicopter's on its way. Paramedics are already there. They said he's not going to live to the hospital. Fielding and Carla stand on this principle and heal people all over the world with joy. They've brought tens of thousands to Christ. They're tremendous brothers and sisters. Fielding got down on his knees and started praying for his son until the joy hit. And then the paramedics and the people around him thought he was having a nervous breakdown because his son was in such bad shape because he couldn't stop laughing. And the paramedics trying to get him to be quiet as he's laughing like crazy by saying, your son is dying, sir. That spinal fluid mixed with blood, he'll never make it to the hospital. And they got him on a stretcher and they got his neck all taken care of and they got him to the hospital. And by now, Carla's there and they go to the hospital. And the both of them, there's people in the hospital saying, it'll be okay, it'll be okay. And they're calming him down, right? Because they got joy all over them. They cannot stop laughing. And within three hours, the boy sat up and said, Jesus just healed me. And he was home within 24 hours. And he's got, four, I don't know, three kids today or something, right? What does the joy do? That's exactly right. we got to stand on his joy, church. The enemy wants to rob it from us, and it will heal you in crazy ways. The joy of the Lord is fantastic. And it comes at the strangest times. Just don't quash it. I'm telling you, don't quash it when it hits. Okay. Even in the world, Reader's Digest. That's gone, isn't it? Anyway, that little book that used to sit in everybody's bathroom, right? 
come on, you all know it did. So, <laughs> laughter's the best medicine of all. Well, they even knew it. Because it is. Because non-believing doctors will say that. You just need to get some joy in your life. You need to laugh. You need to go do something fun. I got a better idea. Get on your face and get some joy of the Lord. Carry that joy with you wherever you go. It will transform your life in amazing ways. Have faith in the promises God gave us. Have faith that you are exactly who God said you are, biblically. God said you're greatly loved, yes? You're wonderfully and marvelously made, and you're greatly loved. Why is it so hard for us to grab that? Because the world wants to tell you different. They want to get you to be somebody you're not created to be. Through advertising, through billboards, through magazines, through songs, through culture. Be satisfied with who God made you to be. That's a great start to the healing of your heart in tremendous ways. You know, there's... there's There's many programs for healing your heart. Take this 52-week class. If you do this two-year class, we'll get your heart healed up. There's a million names for it, and I won't give them credence by using their name. What I know is exactly what Jess spoke out, exactly what Pastor Ryan spoke out. I've watched healings manifest with one name. What is that name? Yes! Write one name, and people are healed just like that. Because he'd take it all. Heart healing, physical healing, it doesn't matter. The name of Jesus carries such tremendous power, it's crazy. So why do we still have those little tweaks in our lives sometimes? Let's let Jesus touch us too. So that emotional healing, because once you're not walking along like this maybe, look how much more effective you'll be advancing. Because we're here to rule and reign, right? We're here to bring light into darkness. That is our objective. Okay? So... If we can apply that to our life, don't we become more effective? Because we love ourselves then the way the Father loves us. I know. And the world will tell you, that's not really healthy if you love yourself, because then aren't you in like... Yeah, no. The Bible tells me something completely different, so I don't believe your lie. They actually will teach you in classes that, well, that's arrogance to love yourself like that. Um, no, my Lord said something completely different. Just either flip some pages or look in my app. God said, so I believe it. I don't even give it a thought. Bill Johnson, uncomfortable pause. And Bobby, double-checking to make sure that I've got the right scripture so I don't take you someplace totally different again. 
first, <laughs> that's all right. Because I was going to say you're laughing at me. No, you're not laughing at me. It's okay. You're laughing with me. First Peter one eighteen, please. <laughs> For as much as ye know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversion received by tradition from your fathers. So get that, right? What the Lord is saying is it has nothing to do with the worldly system that you were converted into who you are. So... Why do we listen to the world in those areas? Why do we try and match ourselves up with the world or, or use them as benchmarks in our journey, in our lives? Well, if the world says it's okay, well, so-and-so. Pick the name. I don't care. Talk show host, author, top-selling. I don't care. What I care about is what he says about me. Because my life wasn't purchased with things from the world, i.e. silver and gold. My life was purchased with the blood of Jesus. So, 19. But the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and spot. He was perfect. He was perfect. In every way. He walked out the law. He walked this journey in a human form perfectly so that we could be in covenant with him and live in eternity with his father. Completely healed, completely whole, completely healthy in all aspects of our life. Reinhard Bonnke is a great evangelist that brought tens of millions to Christ. If you're not familiar with who Reinhard is, let the Holy Spirit lead you, but I'd encourage you to sit and listen to a little Reinhard Bonnke. Good truth. So it's a great story how he even came to Christ, but I'll save that for another day. Maybe. Okay, in a nutshell, there was an evangelist that came to Christ in our country. The Lord sent him to Germany. And he spent virtually all he had to get to Germany. And he came to a T-intersection in the road. Anybody ever been to a T-intersection? And gone, Lord, what do you want me to do now? Kind of, i got to make a decision which way I'm going. And he had a meeting set up in this village. And he went left. And he got down that road a ways and he came to a little town and he's like, man, this is farther than they told me it was going to be. This can't be the right place. So he went into a little bakery. And he said, I'm looking for this town. And they said, oh my gosh, you know that T intersection you came to? You should have made a right instead of a left. Now I know if it was me, I would have been going, oh snap, I can't believe I did that. Holy Spirit, I'm sorry. Listen, I must have blown it. Then he hears this guy screaming like he's in pain. And he asks the guy who owns the bakery, who's that guy? 
Well, it's actually our mayor who's dying. There's nothing that can be done for him anymore. He's in terrible pain, and he's screaming. And the evangelist said, well, I want to go pray for him. I believe God will heal him. I'm going to go pray right now for this guy. So a little kid came on a bicycle, and it happened to be that guy's son, the guy who was screaming, right? Okay. So the baker says to the kid, go tell your father that the evangelist from America is coming over to pray for him right now. And the kid takes off, and the evangelist follows him, and they go to the house, and the guy gets healed. Right? Of course. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, of course, because he had that level of faith. That when he released that faith on that man that had no alternative, he got healed. The guy had no plan B. He was dead. The doctor said so. Just the process of dying now, right? Yeah. So they have a little meeting, and there's... Small group get together in that town. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I got healed. I'm healed. Blah, blah, blah. And the guy's driving out of the town, the evangelist, and he's going, Lord, you showed me it was going to be bigger than this. You showed me when I came here, this was going to be an extreme thing. Well, he went to the other town and they had some nice meetings and he went back to America. What he didn't ever know in his lifetime was that he shared the gospel and brought that dying man to Jesus Christ. Jesus showed up and healed him. That man brought his wife to Christ. He then had children that came to Christ. They had children that came to Christ. And one of them was Reinhard Bonnke that brought somewhere around 40 million to Christ. I know. Now, how do you feel about a T intersection? Oops, I made a mistake, right? I know what it does to me. I also know what it does to me when I meet one person and I get the opportunity to just bless them, lay hands on them, pray for them, ask the Holy Spirit what they got for them, get out of the way, bless you, get out of the way, get out of the way, because we're not here to sweat and toil. We're here to rule and reign. We're here to bring light into darkness, right? So, Reinhard, <laughs> okay, now, done with that sidebar. Isn't that awesome, Reinhard Bonnke's story? I just, wow. So, Reinhardt used to tell a story. There was a guy that, that accosted him one day, came up to him in a public setting and said, I hear about this blood of Jesus you preach all the time. I've never seen a bit of power in that blood of Jesus. It's nonsense. I don't see it. Can't believe you can keep speaking that out. Reinhardt said, Hmm. Well, that's interesting. You know, the blood of Jesus is a very interesting thing. But, but, but you do know that you could have a bar of soap in your hands and it won't clean you automatically, right? You could work in the soap factory. And make soap all day long. And never be clean. You could sell soap and handle boxes and boxes of it throughout your day and your life. And never be clean. Until you start to apply that soap to your skin with a little bit of water. Without the application, the soap is nothing. Get it? It's intellect. I know this soap will clean me. It's the best bar of ivory I've ever had. Got it right there. I'm clean. No, I'm not clean till I apply 
just like the blood of Jesus. You can fully understand what the blood of Jesus can do and will do for you. But do you apply it to your life? Uh, And that's not a process. That's a grabbing. That's a stepping in. That's a letting it wash over you and getting out of the way and not thinking about it. Ha ha. That's just so simple, yet so complex sometimes because we're so smart. It's one of the downfalls of the Greek Western mentality we have, you guys. It just is. And that's okay. It's okay. Look at how many healings already took place in here that we raised hands. I mean, by volume, that was awesome. So we get this, but let's get it more into the healing of our heart. I like to disciple people to use I am statements to help them in this process. Because we speak out over ourselves what truth is, right? I am loved, precious, forgiving, cleansed, valuable, and his delight. I am a new creation. Old things are passed away. All things. All. All means. Greek, Hebrew. Yeah. I'm victorious every day. By the greater one that is in me. I am strong with the Lord's power and joy is my strength. I am casting all my cares upon the Lord and I worry about nothing. I'd be honored to share some of those I am statements with you and the scriptures that back them up. It'll change your life. As long as you just don't put them in your pocket and walk away. You actually implement them. I've shared before that Ephesians 1.17 through the end of the first chapter, I spoke over myself sometimes 30 times a day till I got out of the way and realized that I am, that I am, that I am. And all of that nonsense from the world and the enemy is literally under my feet. And it made me who I am. A constant process of renewing our mind. That's the renewing our mind that Paul spoke to. we got to get this old stuff out of the way. Can anybody quote a scripture in the Bible where there's a rearview mirror involved? I know. Why? Doesn't matter. The past is in the past for a reason. Let it be behind Let it be behind you. We use it for our testimony. I once was lost, now I'm found. I used to be a heroin addict. Praise God, I'm saved. I used to be a drunk, now I'm saved. I cheated on my wife till I found Jesus. Whatever the story is, your testimony is powerful and I'm all about it. But dwelling on the past only happens when that spot's not been healed in your heart, in your soul. So we're told to keep both hands on the plow, right? Anybody ever, anybody ever see an old plow? Single bottom plow? What happens if you're walking along behind that plow and you turn around? Right? I've done it. <laughs> I played with it, but, but it's true. If you don't, now if you let go of one side, it's falling over. I don't care how big you are. 
You're not holding a single bottom plow up with one hand. It doesn't work. Tried that too. Billy Deets thought it was hilarious. Okay, so we're told to keep both hands on the plow because we need to look forward at him constantly. Not focus on the past. Who wants us to focus on the past? The enemy. How does the world get you into the places that we're talking about right now where our heart is literally being healed? By talking about the past, dragging it out, cutting through all the minutiae. Well, how did that make you feel? What did you think about that? And what were you thinking when that happened? And how about? And all it does is rehash and rehash and rehash. You know what you need to do? The Bible says what? Cast all your cares on me. Put it right here. I'm, I'm that physical guy. I'm that visual guy. I put it right there. Father, you promised me. You promised me if I gave it to you, you'd take it. And it wouldn't be a problem anymore for me. And sometimes it was just like this, in tears. Going, God, I'm so tired of this. Take it. You said you would. Please. Until I got out of the way and I literally was letting him take it instead of me holding on to just the shirt tail of it. Right? Because we want to hold on to that junk. We like it. It's familiar junk, you know. We like it. No, we don't. It's the enemy that wants us to like it. We've got to get it. We've got to get it. Get it completely off you. And brothers and sisters, if it takes... Anybody else to help you be open and humble and hungry enough to go, brother, get this off me, will you? I'm fighting with this. Help. That's the body being the body. You don't even, you don't even need to say what it is. You don't even need to say what it is. I don't. Y'all don't have to. The Holy Spirit will take care of it all. Lay your hands on somebody. Get out of the way. And let Jesus do what he does. And you'll be fascinated at what happens when you're not involved and you let Jesus take care of it. Because does the Bible say lay your hands on the sick and then quote 37 scriptures or talk for 45 minutes? I'm not saying that's bad, right? Because we've all done that. I... I promise (laughs) I'm not but the fact is lay your hands on the sick they will be healed period that's emotionally heart healing soul healing and physically it will happen huh so it's old hymn day at Beloved, and that was gorgeous. I'll say it again. I'm so glad that it was you. I don't think I could have spoke after that. That was glorious, brother. You guys, that was just fantastic. There is so much tremendous worshipful songs in our old hymnals. We miss the boat a lot, you guys. The Lord leads me to my old hymnals a lot. And I just sit and read these words from Fanny Farmer and all these old great saints. And read them and go, oh, just takes me, it just takes me back. Huge. Because his heart's all over this verbiage. I don't care if you can sing the song or not. So, 
I have two hymnals, a brown one and a beige one. And they sit over in this part of my room in a basket with a bunch of books and stuff over there. And, and uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was working on some of this. And the Lord binged me with Reinhard Bonnke. And so I knew I was going to share that story about the soap thing because it has everything to do with the blood. It has everything to do with heart healing and physical healing, right? And then I saw the beige songbook. Now I'm just going to peek inside my world. Unless I get the name with it, I'm like going through the index. Do you know how many songs there are in some of those old books? <laughs> so there I'm, I'm sitting going, it's a song we used to sing that just was ripping. Some of you are going to identify with it immediately. The power in the blood. There's power. Wonder-working power in the blood of the Lamb. The precious blood of the Lamb. Can you apply it to you? That's really the $10 million question in this journey. Can we get out of the way long enough to get it all over us and let it do what it does? Just the name of Jesus carries that same power. When we were in, in Pakistan last November, there was a young man. In the, the last service we did actually was a Sunday night. Um, I think we did two that Sunday night, but the last one was, was really late. And, and it was a long, gosh, if the building was as wide as this row of chairs, that was probably it. And then it was really long, and then they spilled outside, and they went down the alley. So, I think Pastor Steve shared at that one. So, when we got all done, we were going to start ministering to people, laying hands on them, right? And... I scooted down the aisle and I went all the way outside. That's just the unction I had. Go out back to those people out back. And there's a guy out there, and my interpreter was with me, and he went like this in Urdu, of course. And so I looked at my interpreter and I'm like, what him say? He hasn't opened his mouth in ten years. Oh. And then the guy pulled his teeth back and there were holes where he knocked his teeth out to put the feeding tube in. So, I asked Holy Spirit, what, what do I do? Not that I don't know what to do, because I know what I would do. I'm just going to start praying for the guy. He's going to get healed. But Holy Spirit, what do I do? You know what he said? It was so fun. Just say Jesus. Jesus! No. Oh! Now, everybody, I don't know, 250, 300 people, everybody in that body knew this guy. Everybody. He went running around. Anybody ever see the nutcracker suite with the little toy guy? Ha, 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 ha. Right? That's what the guy was doing. And it was so fun. <laughs> He's running around. Nong, 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 nong. All these people are screaming and speaking in Urdu, hallelujah and stuff. It was glorious. But one name is my point. I said, Jesus. That's it. That's all that's necessary. So when that pain erupts in your heart... That pain erupts in your elbow. I don't care what it is. It doesn't matter. Just try speaking his name, Jesus. Because with that comes the power of his blood. The power in the name of Jesus is incredible. You will watch people around you that are all cranked up and angry 
When you simply say the name Jesus, it changes the atmosphere. The gas station, the nurse, it doesn't matter where you're at. Jesus, that, that name carries that much weight. So, if the Holy Spirit has been convicting you today, number one, if you've not made a commitment to come to Christ, to live in eternity with His Father, right now is the time to do that. There's no greater time. Can we stand up, please? There is no greater time. And I'd encourage you just to come forward and let's pray together so that you can be saved and experience all these things that we've talked about here today as well. If you need healing in your heart and it's not manifest and you just need a touch, there's pain, there's sorrow, there's disappointment, there's wounding, come, please. And we'd be honored to pray with you. And release that love from Jesus. Jim and Sharon and Stace, will you come up on this side? And Ryan and Jess, will you come up over here, please? And if you need a touch in your body for a physical healing, we'd be honored to release that on you as well. We love Jesus. And He loves you. And when you release that on people, things happen. So... So we'd be honored to pray with you. You don't have to speak out what your pain is. You don't have to speak out what your problem is. We'll release that blood of Jesus on you. And you'll be healed. Emotionally, physically, and marvelously. I want to bless everybody before we, get, before we take the next step. And then please, when we're done with that, come forward. you so much for sharing a few minutes with us as we have encountered Jesus Christ through the ministry of this precious, life-changing word. If you would like to learn more about the ministry of Pastor Steve Castle and Beloved Church, please visit us online at BelovedChurchIllinois.com or call us at 815-990-0367. Always remember that you are part of the Beloved Family of God, and Beloved Church is a place where you are greatly loved. Now please open your heart as Pastor Steve proclaims the blessing of the Father over your life. Beloved, you who are greatly loved by the Father, I pray, I desire above all things that you prosper and you experience divine health to the degree that you allow that to saturate and prosper your soul. I pray that you receive these words and they change every aspect of your life. I love you. I'll see you again soon. Thank you.